the League of Women Voters of Dane County and Madison City Channel present Know Your Candidates Madison School Board, Seat 4 Here's your moderator, Kathy Johnson. Welcome to Madison City Channel's Know Your Candidate interviews, co-sponsored by the League of Women Voters of Dane County. I'm your moderator, Kathy Johnson, and I would like to introduce the candidates for the Madison School Board Seat 4, Thomas Farley and James Howard. To start, you will each have three minutes to give an opening statement which answers the following question. What is your professional, educational, and civic background that qualifies you for the Madison School Board, and why are you running? And we'll start with you, Tom. Great. Um, well, background, um, I have been uh, a, a marketing and communications professional um, my entire career, and uh, most of that out in New York, uh, working for financial services companies. So um, it's a combination. I've got a lot of uh, financial services background, um, and uh, as well as marketing. In um, uh, just after 9/11, uh, however, uh, like a lot of New Yorkers, I. Um, <coughs> um, Kind of thought, what you know? What do I do with my life? Is this all there is to it? And so I, I started to work on a, on a foundation, uh, the Chris Farley Foundation, uh, going into schools um, across the country, uh, talking about substance abuse and, and prevention, and um, using my communication skills to really uh, uh, connect and, and connect that message. And um, so for ten years now, I've been in schools and uh, have really. Um, I got a great uh, idea of what's going on there and, and the struggles and, and also just the great things um, that go on. And um, shortly um, after that, about six years ago, um, I decided to move back to my hometown here in Madison um, from Connecticut. And uh, even with all my marketing skills, I, I really tried to uh, sell my, my family, uh, my uh, preteens and my wife, uh, all New Yorker, all these coasters, on Madison, and this special thing, and, and I failed. And uh, it was um, it was the Madison Public Schools that really did uh, the job for me. They they really understood uh, the special place that Madison was uh, and is. And so, um, uh, you know, I'm at that point now where I, I, I see what's going on. Uh, I see their needs. Uh, um, there are problems in the schools, but. Um, uh, the way we do things here in Madison, this innovative approaches and this creative way that we, uh, we look at life, I think um, uh, that's the kind of background I, I, I have. And I've been doing that sort of thing in schools, um, looking at uh, hard problems like, like substance abuse and, and uh, coming up with creative ways uh, to, um, to meet that challenge. And so uh, uh, I'm very passionate about Madison. Uh, um, and, uh, and, and my work in schools. And so I, I, uh, I really think it, um, uh, it's something that's really going to drive me. It's something I really care about. So I'm, I'm look, really looking forward to uh, um, you know, uh, making Madison schools uh, what we've always come to believe that they are and, and, and will be, and that is uh, you know, a leader in the country. James, would you like the question again? Yes, please. Okay. What professional, educational, occupational, civic, and community experiences have you had that be you believe qualifies you for the school board, and why are you running? Well, uh, thank you, and it's a pleasure to be here. I, uh, I'm a longtime resident of Madison. 
born in Wisconsin, and uh, came to Madison in about 1971 to go to the University of Wisconsin. And uh, I've raised uh, all three of my children here, as you know, my oldest daughter graduated from the Madison Public School System. I'm an economist by occupation. I'm a research economist, and I've been trained to uh, make decisions based on uh, very good data. And uh, that's the uh, experience that I like to bring to the Board of Education. Uh, I've worked in schools, as I said, for over 18 years. I've uh, done a number of different things. Most recently, I've served on the uh, Strategic Planning Committee for the uh, Madison Public Schools. I've served on the uh, East Side Task Force for Boundary Change. And I've also served, uh, civically, I've served on the uh, Town of Madison Economic Development Committee, and I've served on the City of Madison Economic Development Committee. And uh, the way I advocate for kids today is uh, I'm the federal legislative chair for the uh, Wisconsin PTA, and I spend a lot of time legislating and advocating for the, uh, all the kids in Wisconsin and, and for Madison children in terms of uh, legislation that will benefit uh, those uh, kids in our public school system. And so I, I have a long history of uh, civic engagement here in uh, Dane County and in Madison, Wisconsin, working with our schools. And uh, as I say, I'm a research economist by occupation, and uh, I like to bring that experience, uh, looking at data, making decisions based on data to the Board of Education. Okay, thank you. Now we'll alternate who starts each question. So James, this one will be first to you. Given general, federal, and state reductions in funding, what budget items are you most interested in supporting and what do you think can be cut? Well, uh, the budget questions are, I find, very interesting. As you know, since about, uh, oh, 17 years or so ago, when uh, we first enacted the revenue caps, uh, our budgets have been declining in schools about 2.1% 2, 2 a year. And so we have actually been uh, experiencing a decline in school budgets for, for quite some time now. Uh, we're constantly asked, what's to, what should we cut? Uh, I see all the programs in schools as being very important. And, uh, and what I would do is I would look at all the programs. I would look at the benefits to the kids. I would look at the cost of those programs. And I make decisions based on that. Uh, as I say, my background is in, in making decisions based on the data. And that's what I'll do in this case. And uh, the most important thing is to make sure that whatever you do, in terms of cuts, if there are to be cuts. And I'm not saying that there will be cuts because uh, earlier when we had a financial situation, we found some efficiencies as a way to save money. But if there are to be cuts, I want to use the best available data to make those decisions. And, uh, and that's what I would do. I think all our programs are valuable. We've been cutting now for 17 years, and hopefully we can find some more of those efficiencies and, uh, and hopefully uh, not have to do any more cutting. Tom, would you like the question again? No, I have, um, okay. uh, uh, you know, I, I, I've always looked at, um, you know, schools as, as being, uh, you know, one of those just, um, uh, it is so vitally important to um, not just our country, but to, to each individual community. And uh, the way we funded them, you know, the uh, federal uh, government gives you uh, uh, a portion, uh, local and state governments give you a portion, and then from there on, it's up to the districts to uh, to figure out how they're going to, you know, what you know, what programs going to support and what and what are going to be cut. I don't believe that that is um, a very innovative and effective way to to, to manage anything. Um, 
particularly when you start with the fact that it's it's underfunded from the first place. So um, I, I would look at um, uh, just uh, innovative ways to, um, uh, to to manage the business of education uh, in our district, um, and uh, formulas have to be changed, and uh, and the way we do business and operate has to be changed. And uh, I think, um, you know, cutting uh, and, 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 and making decisions, um, uh, it's not sustainable. There's always something, you know, one, one program that looks great one year is going to not look not so great uh, the next. And so um, uh, I would, uh, I would spend my time on the board really challenging people to that mentality and really challenging people to uh, think beyond, you know, uh, uh, cuts and, and when we have a surplus or money uh, supporting something else. It just, it's just seems to me um, uh, something that Madison can do uh, better than most. Okay. This next question, we'll start with you, Tom. Sure. Explain your top three priorities for maintaining quality education. Uh, Top three priorities for me, uh, first of all, is um, uh, I really believe that uh, um, communication is probably one of the greatest ways to um, generate support as well as um, get, get people comfortable with what you are doing. I think, um, uh, um, and, and coinciding with, the, with one of the other priorities, uh, safety in the schools. Um, Safety in the schools is always a very uh, um, important piece of it, but I think um, we need to communicate to, to the people in our community that the schools that we have here are safe. They're a great place for our kids to be. And I think there are a lot of decisions made um, uh, uh, putting kids to alternative uh, uh, home schools or, or other options uh, based on this impression that it's not safe for our kids. And you know what? Uh, that's not true. So between communications and safety, uh, I think um, we always need to uh, keep safety uh, um, uh, topmost in our minds, um, but also uh, uh, communicate that they're, they're wonderful places uh, to begin with. Uh, the third priority, I think, is really to uh, meet the challenges of, of, this, of this achievement gap, um, both from a uh, you know, just we've got great cultural resources, and uh, we need to devote the best resources we can to those uh, areas of our community and and build them up. Um, we'll always have brilliant people in this community and brilliant kids. Um, so let's you know focus on this the people that and give them the opportunities to to uh, realize that. Okay, would you like the question again, James? Uh, no, I. I uh I think uh, the top three priorities, and uh, it's always difficult when you start talking about ranking because there's a, a lot of good things that goes on in the Madison uh, School District. But I think your first question hit on the uh, what I think is maybe if you had to rank them here on this program, uh, what's maybe the top priority, and that is the finance, uh, the financing of our public schools. And in fact, we we found some very, and we have found some very innovative ways to to finance our schools. For example, the uh, foundation for uh, public schools. 
uh, one of the ways we reach out to partners and collaborators to help finance those schools, especially those schools that may be a little poorer than some of the other schools by starting endowment funds and things of that nature. And so we, uh, we have some very innovative ways in which we are, are financing our schools currently. I think one of the most important pieces is the piece about reaching into communities and getting the underserved communities that have not been a traditionally part of our schools uh, to come into our schools and to work with our teachers, our very valuable teachers and our students to help raise up the achievement of all our kids. We, we talk about the achievement gap. We know that the statistics and research shows that if we can get parents to come into the schools and be part of their children's education, that in fact we can raise the achievement levels and narrow that gap. And, uh, and so that's one of the real most important pieces, and that's a piece that I've been working on since November, since I've been part in, in, of, uh, of the uh, campaign here and, and working to uh, achieve a position on the Board of Education. Thirdly, I think that uh, if I had to choose one, I would choose the piece on, on safety. I think it's very important that parents know that when they send kids into our uh, educational systems that they are in a safe environment. And I think we've done a very good job of that. We, we have some very innovative ways of keeping our kids safe, and, uh, and I, I'd like to see those continue. Each school has its own safety program and, and, and administered by those school administrators, and I'd like to see that continue and improve. Okay, thank you. Uh, James, you'll be starting the next question first. What ways would you choose to promote innovative programs for students? What ways would I choose to promote innovative programs for students? Well, again, that's, uh, that's a good question. Uh, you know, innovation is one of those things that we're, we're hearing a lot about today. And, uh, and I think one of the th things that we have to look at, for example, are charter schools. I think charter schools, as uh, the Race to the Top agenda says, is one of the most innovative ways to improve education. And in fact, the uh, current board has become uh, a lot more open to the idea of charter schools in our district. As you know, we're looking at a new charter school on the south side of Madison that's looking at urban agriculture. Uh, we have not had a program in our system that deals with urban agriculture. And so I support that charter school. I support the idea of implementing any new program that can actually add to what we have. We have a lot of very valuable and diverse programs in our district and I think it's very important that we understand that and it's very important that people know that uh, we need to accentuate what's positive in this district and, and when we talk about adding we must really be look carefully at it because we have to add and it's difficult to add to a, a very good system as we have now but charter schools is one way of doing it the Badger School charter program on the south side that's uh, emphasizing urban agriculture is a good way of doing it and that's one of the programs that I support. Okay, would you like the question again? No, I, okay. um, uh, innovative ways, um, you know, as I said uh, before, um, uh, it's, it's about idea generation. We have to be open to that. We have to be able to um, uh, think of, uh, you know, creative ways all the time, not just on the top level, but on the bottom level. Um, it struck me uh, when I looked at just the history of education, you know, when my uh, parents were going to school and before that, uh, they were all uh, sitting in, in, in hard wooden chairs. And here we are today, uh, kids are sitting in hard plastic chairs. That's where innovation has got us. And yet every corporation in America is sitting in, is trying to get their employees into ergonomic you know, chairs because they know that when they are sitting properly and comfortably, they are more productive, they are attentive, all those things. And, and, but schools are lagging there. And so it's, it's simple things like that 
Um, and I think on the top level, um, it's just, uh, you know, the charter schools. Madison is, is uniquely positioned um, because of its histo history of, of uh, creative thinking to, to exploit Charter, charter schools uh, exploit these, these, these cultural pockets um, that we have here and incubate these great ideas in small, workable environments. And um, uh, when they work, they'll be brought up you know, into, the, into the bigger system. And um, um, you know, if they don't work, the school district you know, um, has the opportunity to say, that's it, that, that experiment um, you know, didn't work and let's go to the next. Um, but that, that's being proactive, that's being innovative, and that's, uh, and that's you know, constantly you know, testing you know, the waters. I think that's what we do best here in Madison. Okay, Tom, we're gonna start this next question with you. What district guidelines should there be for private groups raising special funds for their individual schools given the unequal ability of all schools in the district to do so? Well, you know, I think uh, there are best practices uh, need to be shared. Um, if you come up with an innovative way to raise money, um, uh, you know, I think there, there should be a, a resource uh, for other schools to, um, to learn from that. Um, but, uh, you know, a perfect example is, is uh, the schools um, that are close to uh, um, uh, UW facilities, Camp Randall and, and, and the Cole Center, and they have parking and they can make money doing that. Um, I know my kids at West High School, um, uh, their groups help raise money doing that very same thing. Okay, you know, does that mean that, that they can't do that? I, I, I think that's, that's just, um, uh, there, are, there are ways that we need to be creative and look uh, for opportunities, not um, you know, take away somebody else's success and things like that. It's, you know, that's, that's life. You know, they're there, you know, um, let's find something near other schools that, that are, um, um, you know, and if, they, and if they lack because of geography, if they lack certain advantages, well then let's, you know, t get some focus and, and, and get some, some uh, um, uh, additional resources to help them uh, find ways that they can uh, be up to par with some of their, their peers. But um, raising money is a difficult thing. I've done it with my foundation for years. Uh, and you don't put uh, handcuffs on, on, on groups uh, that are able to, to, to do fundraising. You just, you know, it's tough, tough as it is. James, have you, do you want the question again? Uh, no, actually, I, I, I think when you, you talk about uh, individual school funding, I think that you really look at one of the ways that we've been really more innovative in, in our district. For example, as I mentioned earlier, the uh, Foundation for uh, Madison Public Schools, uh, they have uh, allowed schools and helped schools to start endowments. They're looking to have individual endowment funds in each school of about $50,000, and that would help, help every school. Uh, I think it's very unfortunate that uh, we do have in inequities in income in, in our system. Uh, unfortunately, that can't be av avoided. I think the main thing about guidelines is that uh, you have to make sure whatever guidelines you adopt, that they don't restrict any of the school's ability to raise money. And, uh, and I think that's the most important thing. It's very unfortunate that we have these inequalities, but, but I think the main thing is that Madison community has been very giving. 
a very charitable community. And uh, the community worked very hard to make sure that these uh, inequalities are overcome. We've uh, managed to uh, uh, pass referendums in our community, in which we have other communities have not been able to do. One of the more innovative ways for funding is uh, Penny for Kids. Uh, we have not had a chance to talk a lot about that, but the uh, uh, school finance network people, they're, they're working very hard to come up with innovative ways to uh, finance our schools. And uh, Penny for Kids is one of the most innovative ways that I've heard in a while to help uh, alleviate some of the inequalities that we have in our, in our schools, in our individual schools. Okay. Um, next question, we'll start with you, James. How do you believe the school board should gain support for the district among the largest percentage of residents who do not have children in the schools? Well, I think that's a very <laughs> good, good, uh, good question. In fact, we know that uh, only about one in five uh, people have kids in school. About 80% of uh, families do not have uh, kids in the uh, Madison School District. And uh, I, I, th I think it's, a, it's a, always a difficult job. I, I don't think it's so much a challenge of getting their support. I think it's more of a challenge of maintaining their support. Uh, as I said before, the uh, Madison uh, population, the residences are very much behind uh, the public schools. We're, we're very much behind our public schools, the grandparents that have grandkids in the schools. And uh, I think the main thing is uh, maintaining their support. And one way of doing it is to show that we're very responsible to the taxpayer. We have to find a way uh, to finance this education, for example. We cannot continue to uh, try to raise or and, and and, and balance the finances of the educational system on the back of the homeowner by raising taxes. So we need to be receptive to the voters and those uh, uh, individuals out there that do not ha have kids. Again, uh, the Madison population, the parents, the grandparents and all have been very supportive of our schools. And uh, so I don't think it's a matter of uh, gaining their support. I think we have that and we've had that for years, but we must uh, maintain their support. And I'd and I like to see the board, and I think the board has done a fair, a good job of this, of being responsive to the voters. And uh, that's one of the things I promise to do. You have to realize that you, when you're running for public office, you're being elected by the voters to do a job and that once you're there, you should remain responsive to the voters. And I think that that's one of the most important things, to let voters know that you're listening to them and that uh, you, you're responsive to their desires. Okay, Tom? Um, I, you know, I think, uh, you know, as I said, my, my <clears throat> first uh, reaction, uh, my first response is to look at how um, the message is, is reaching uh, those people to make it seem that there's um, a disconnect. And I think, um, uh, the message needs to be recrafted uh, to those people. I think um, it's not about property taxes. Uh, I'm paying property taxes and it's going to spend to schools, but I don't have kids, things like that. You know, there's a lot of people in, our, in the Madison Public Schools, uh, a lot of families that uh, aren't in uh, homes that they own. Uh, and, uh, and so they're not paying property taxes either, and yet they're in the schools. So I, I think that's always a... Um, uh, I would back away from that uh, argument and instead go to um, really, you know, this these are this is such a a, a bi local town and such a great place that 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 um, uh, we 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 it's entrepreneurial and uh, and to the vast majority of the population, the message should be these are the people that are, you're going to be employing these kids. That's why you invest in the schools. Um, because they are going to they work while they're in schools. It's a hardworking uh, uh, culture that we have here, and it starts in the, you know at school age. And these kids are are, are are worth that investment. And so that's the message. It's recrafting uh, that, and also 
um, you know, as far as my part is uh, telling, you know, the, the people of our community that I'm not going to be enabled by an existing system that is, um, uh, has some inefficiencies in the way we fund, uh, the way we, uh, you know, having taxing power is, is, is very, it's a responsible thing uh, and you don't take that lightly. Okay, so. we're going to give you now one minute for a closing statement, mm -hmm. and Tom will let you go first. Great. Um, you know, I've uh, I've done uh, quite a bit uh, in this in this city since I've been back, um, serving on the uh, alcohol license review committee, serving on the uh, currently on the on the Madison Arts Commission, and serving uh, on the Dane County um, Human Services Board. Um, I. Uh, Enjoy the the the, uh, the the vigor of the of the uh, of the debate and the and the challenge of the um, uh, of the issues, um, but I'm I'm somebody uh, of action. Um, I I'm not somebody that sits, you know, in my neighborhood talking about why why don't we do this. I, you know, I'm I'm somebody that needs to get involved, and uh, this is an opportunity of taking everything I've learned in life, uh, everything I've done, and uh, and really jumping in and and. Uh, uh, you know, I'm not going to sit lightly and, and, and ponder and debate. I, I think we need somebody on the board that, that is uh, action-oriented um, and, and, and wants to get things done and done okay. quickly. Thanks. Okay, and James. Uh, again, thanks for, for having me. Uh, uh, my background, as I've said earlier, is in economics, and it's in research economics. And uh, in Madison, in the community, and in the greater country, everyone knows that research is what leads innovation. And uh, as a researcher, I've been trained to be innovative, to look at the data, and to look at any particular situation that arise and, and come up with new ways of dealing with them. That's what researchers do. And I've been a researcher for over 30 years. I've uh, been employed at the Forest Products Laboratory. We've come up with some of the most innovative products that every American enjoys today. And so I understand innovation, and I understand uh, how one has to be forthcoming and and aggressive in terms of making changes. And, uh, and so again, I, I think that uh, bringing that skill to the board, that of a professional economist and looking at the data and, and the research mindset, I think is what the board needs. I think that would be a, a unique perspective on the board and I look forward to uh, doing that. Okay, unfortunately we have run out of time. I'd like to thank the candidates for joining us. And I'd also like to thank the viewers and remind everyone that the general election is Tuesday, April 6th. Please vote. If you would like more information about voting procedures or about obtaining a copy of the League's Voter Guide Candidates Answers, call the League office at 232-9447. Again, I'm Kathy Johnson, and on behalf of Madison City Channel and the League of Women Voters of Dane County, I thank you for joining us.